the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Paul didn't want these people to have a new philosophy. He wanted them to have a new way of life. A new way of life that is found in the presence and the power of God's Holy Spirit. That is a tall order, but one he was confident in his God to provide. One we are equally confident in as well. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, who today returns us to our survey of 1 Corinthians. We begin a look at chapter 2 today, and we invite you to tag along as we explore God's grace in Jesus Christ. It is a marvelous look at how, how God has provided for you and I. Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2. In the second chapter, Paul continues to underscore the theme that mankind is incapable of contributing to our own knowledge of God, wisdom of God, or work of God through our own efforts. Our salvation is through God's wisdom and God's uh, provision alone, and it's revealed to us through God's Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Now, when he came to uh, Corinth, Corinth is just a few miles away from the city of Athens. And Athens was then known and continues to be known for thousands of years as the cradle of philosophy. Many of the worldly uh, great philosophers and schools were founded and headquartered in Athens and used Athens as a base of operations. And and so Athens and nearby Corinth had some of the best of the best philosophers and orators and storytellers in the world. Um, They could capture your attention as an audience. They could uh, uh, move you to laughter or tears, uh, compassion or rage. Uh, it was said in one of the commentaries that I was reading in preparation for this sermon series that there was a philosopher speaker who was so renowned that whenever it was announced that he would be speaking, even the Coliseum, the sports arenas, were emptied in order to hear this guy speak. In other words, the 49er fans and the Giants fans of the day left the stadium and heard, in order to hear a speaker. Can you believe that? They, they just had the finest of the fine. And so that church at Corinth was used to having exceptional speakers. And Paul was an exceptional scholar, and no doubt he could have impressed or tried to impress that audience at Corinth by proclaiming the mysteries of God using lofty words or wisdom. But that doesn't necessarily lead someone to faith. In fact, it doesn't lead them to faith. See, faith that depends on clever arguments or bright oratory can be undermined as soon as somebody else with another argument or a little fancier speaker comes along. But faith that's grounded in the power of the Holy Spirit cannot be undermined. At Athens, the city that Paul had been to before Corinth when he was preaching, he had tried to persuade with some clever philosophical argument. 
But when he came to Corinth, he intentionally spoke with simplicity. And Paul didn't come to Corinth as a philosopher, but as a witness proclaiming the testimony of God. Now, the test, that word testimony, marturion, means uh, a testimony or a witness. It's something that a person can testify to because they have personally experienced, seen, or heard something. It's used to describe a witness or a testimony in a courtroom. You see, a witness in a courtroom is supposed to know, uh, report what they know factually and objectively and personally. They're not supposed to speculate or guess or deduce. And so Paul was there to witness to God's revelation. Preacher should not be evaluated or valued based on how entertaining they may be or how inspirational they may be. I certainly hope that I don't bore you to tears, but uh, it's not my job to entertain you or to inspire you. It is simply to be a good witness to the truth of God's Word. Now, in sharing the gospel with others, believers should follow Paul's example and keep the message very simple and basic. You see, the power of the gospel is not found in a preacher's eloquent use of words or ability to argue or logically connect various facts. The power lies in the message itself. Jesus Christ was crucified to save us from our sin. Verse 2, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, why did Paul add that phrase, and him crucified? Well, let me suggest an answer to you. If you were to ask people, a typical person on the street today, who Jesus was, you would probably hear an answer, something like, he was a great teacher, or he was concerned about those less fortunate, the sick and the poor. And although these descriptions are true, the primary accomplishment of Christ would be lost if you were to focus on them. You see, if you were to focus on the teaching of Christ, then Christianity would revolve around acquiring knowledge. And if you were to focus on Christ's concern for the poor and ill, then Christianity would revolve around benevolent activity. Now, there's nothing wrong with acquiring knowledge. We have Bible studies here at Church of the Highlands all through the week on campus and off campus. And there's nothing wrong with benevolent activity. We had a team that was just out yesterday visiting and ministering to the needs in the town of Mendota. But the primary goal in the accomplishment of Jesus Christ was to seek and to save those who were lost in their sin. You see, the wages of sin is death. Someone has to die for sin. And Jesus became our substitute by going to Calvary's cross and they're paying for the wages of our sin, thus releasing us from sin's domination, dominion, and destination. Now, although Jesus was a good teacher, in fact, he was God, so there was no better teacher in the history of mankind. And although Jesus was concerned about the less fortunate, he even healed people from death. Christ's most important accomplishment was in his death on Calvary's cross. It was the focal point of his life and of his ministry. As chapter 1 said, it is the message of the cross. And that message must never be lost. And that's why Paul adds the phrase, and him crucified. Verse 3, 
And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, when Paul speaks of being with them in weakness and fear and trembling, it was not fear for his own safety, nor was it uh, being ashamed or embarrassed about the gospel that he was presenting. In fact, the book of Acts records that Paul often and intentionally went in harm's way in order to proclaim the gospel. But where Paul uses that phrase, fear and trembling, in other passages, such as Ephesians chapter 6 and Philippians chapter 2, he uses it to describe a deep concern over an important, urgent issue. And Paul was deeply anxious that the gospel take root in that city of Corinth, a city known throughout the Roman Empire for its moral depravity, and yet very influential. Paul was especially determined that his message and preaching were not persuasive words of wisdom. He gave no place for calculated theatrics and manipulative activities that would make an audience respond. You know, there there are people that, that can do that. And there are people who have gone and they've stepped forward Uh, answering to an emotional appeal, something that stirred their emotions, but they haven't really stepped forward because the Holy Spirit has revealed to them salvation and begun the work of salvation in their lives. And so people can actually have stepped forward, not have the Holy Spirit in their lives, not have the evidence of the Holy Spirit in their lives, think they are saved, and not be saved. And Paul didn't want that to happen. So he preached with simplicity and not manipulative. It has been said that Jonathan Edwards, the great preacher of yore, who was a participant in, uh, in, in, in the Great Awakening, the revival that uh, transformed America, and was the author of a sermon entitled Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, it is said that Jonathan Edwards read his sermons stood up on the platform and just simply read his sermons because he didn't want to use any kind of manipulation with his voice or or anything like that in order to gain a response. He wanted the message of the sermon to bring the needed response. Now, Paul didn't want these people to have a new philosophy. He wanted them to have a new way of life new way of life that is found in the presence and the power of God's Holy Spirit. John Hutton used to tell a story about a man who was a reprobate and a, and a drunkard, and he was captured by the love of Christ, and so his godless workmates used to try to shake him and say, surely a sensible man like you can't believe in the miracles the Bible tells about. You can't, for instance, believe that Jesus really turned water into wine. And this man responded, whether he turned water into wine or not, I did not observe. But in my own house, I've seen him turn beer into furniture. (laughs) The power of a transformed life. No one can argue against the proof of a transformed life. Charles Spurgeon said, the power that is in the gospel does not lie in the eloquence of the preacher. Otherwise, men would be converters of souls. Nor does it lie in the preacher's learning. 
otherwise it would consist in the wisdom of men. We might preach until our tongues rotted, until we would exhaust our lungs and die, but never a soul would be converted unless the Holy Spirit be with the word of God to give it power to convert the soul. The words of Charles Spurgeon. Verse 6. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. We do speak wisdom among the mature. The word there, mature, teleos, can mean perfect or complete, but it also can mean someone who has full membership in a group. That is, someone who is fully initiated. And so, in this context, those who are mature are a reference to those who have completely put their trust and faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Well, that leaves us with the question, where do you stand with your Lord and Savior, the Lord Christ? Are you immersed? Are you complete? Are you mature? We trust and pray that you are. If you're not, reach out to us. We'd love to talk with you. The best place to start is our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. All the contact information you'll need can be found right there, as well as information about Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, study verse by verse, and Pastor Leighton Sheely. highlands.us. Tomorrow we close out the week in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Join us then for study verse by verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.